Welcome to episode 16 of Ed's Not Dead. I'm Robbie Dodd. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. C.H. Siddons. Good morning. Good evening. Or whenever you're listening. And Mr. Peter Crable. Howdy, Rob. How are you? Great, man. How are you doing? Okay, where can people find you? Oh, uh, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's been posting some on Twitter. He's been tweeting. Oh, yeah, a little bit. I've not been my typical lurker in the background. <laughs> yeah, he's been. He, he does. He does like totally, kind of innocuous band, uh, soul witness, witness oh, yeah. tweets. Yeah. yeah, but they're good. Yeah, sure. All right. So, Mr. Crabes <laughs> at Peter Crable and at Ch Siddons and at Ed's Not Dead PC. I'm on Facebook. Check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, all the good stuff. Snapchat, chat snap. <laughs> Snippity snip. All right, boys. It's good to be back. We have a big show. Huge. Big. Huge. Tonight, we are going to touch on a few very topical news stories, education in the news. We will. Um, There have been some significant educational events recently, Uh, most notably the wave of strikes that are beginning to happen across the country. We had West Virginia a couple of months ago, and right. now, what, now what are we up to? Oklahoma? K- Kentucky, Oklahoma, and I think potentially Maybe. Arizona. Yep. Arizona. Arizona, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, so uh, teachers are making their voices heard about the conditions of employment that they encounter and their pay and um, what they need to be successful on behalf of kids, which clearly in some states across the country they are not getting. Correct. Yep. Um, So first, let's go with show feedback. Show feedback, Mr. Sid. Show feedback. We have feedback from people that listen. Okay, so I'm not going to go to you on show feedback because you're going to get annoyed because I know you haven't put anything together. (laughs) Correct. Correct. Okay. So we only have one piece of show feedback. Of Uh, many, really. We got a lot of comments in the last show. Just chose one. Yeah, we just chose one. All right. Well, friend of the show, Matthew Freeman, who works in the Montgomery County Public Schools. He's an administrator. Uh, He wrote me and said, I listened to a lot of the podcast and really enjoyed it. Uh, You seem like you're having so much fun. And lies. (laughs) The entire time with your co-host. That would be you two guys. I really like what was said during Mr. Wormelli's session. Is it Wormelli? Uh, that would be Mr. Wormley's oh, okay. session, who was in Montgomery County recently, right, Mr. Craig? Yeah, a couple of days ago. Yeah. Uh, didn't know. But- and I just called him Mr. Wormley, which I did many <laughs> times in, when we had him on the show. Wormley. But we edited that out. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, he never knew that, but you two knew it, and I just revealed it. Uh, I've always felt strongly about this concept, and I am constantly consumed with figuring out how to change the mindsets of teachers to think in that way. I think a continuation of the standards-based grading topic might be the debate of putting zeros in the grade book. I have read a lot of literature behind this over the years, past few years, and I have tried to adopt a no-zero philosophy in the schools that he's worked. So, cool. Yep. Thank you, Matthew, for the yeah. feedback on the show, and keep listening. Yeah. We've definitely had those conversations here. I'm obsessed oh, yeah. about zeros and... You know what do they what do they do what do what would you say you do here? <laughs> uh, the we got another piece of feedback from the Rick Wormley episode from uh, a, a guy by the name of the Hessian of Wire Avenue. <laughs> the Hessian of Wire Avenue, John Bozerman. Bozerman. The Hessian of Wire Avenue. What did he say? He said, "I really enjoyed every episode. So much is timely, relevant, presented in a lighthearted manner of many topics of interest. The no grade subject." 
came up a few times. He went to a Montessori school as a young lad before entering public school in seventh grade. We had no letter grades in Montessori school, but did get assessments. We did not really know which classmates were smart or stupid, and without <laughs> okay, letter that is such a and, non-educator. And word. without letter grades, none of these distinctions were made. No one was stigmatized, and kids learned at their own pace, more or less. A much better and more welcoming learning environment resulted. Thank you to John, the Hessian of Wire Avenue, for listening to Ed's Not Dead. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And and I like and we've talked about maybe getting somebody from uh from with Montessori background on, we the, have, on, yeah. the, on the show. Yeah. We should do that. Um any other show feedback or what's going on in your lives, guys? Anything interesting? You said spring break. Yeah. Spring break. Mr. Siddons went to I went to the Emerald Isle. Went to the Republic. Yeah. Yeah. The Republic. How was it? It was a, it was actually a belated Honeymoon. It was a three-year late honeymoon for you and your bride. That's right. That's right. And you guys had a great time. We did. We did. I. I we both drove a stick shift. Right on the on the right hand. Was on the left hand side of the road. <laughs> the the opposite of what you the do opposite. here. Whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. Jet lag. Six o'clock in the morning. Flying into Dublin and then getting into a car on the left hand side of the road. Shifting with your left hand was disorienting to what, say the least. What's I the, found that when I I was in Australia for a while. Yeah. And that you drift, yes, because like your 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 vantage point and like what you yes. associate with, and you're like you're halfway driving to the yes. shoulder. You're like, what am I doing? <laughs> Sarah was yelling at me uh, <laughs> constantly, and honestly, Get in the middle of the road, oh, it was awful. And I was like, stop yelling, go to sleep. <laughs> but at, actually, she she drove when she drove, it was much better, really, yeah. much well, better. She drive also drives a stick car, right? We both do, yeah. Oh, you do, yeah. Yep. <laughs> a, st- a stick car, a stick ship. <laughs> we drive a, a manual, st- a stick car. <laughs> a stick okay, car. I'm sorry, a I'm manual transmission. <laughs> yeah, you have a stick. You don't. Know. That's right. Have you ever driven a stick oh, stick yeah. stick car? <laughs> yeah, he had, a, he had a stick car. His Honda. That's, that's insulting. <laughs> okay, all right. I was just checking. Anyway. When I first bought my Honda, you drove my my Honda around the Argyle parking lot. That's true. So suffice to say, you and Sarah had a great time we in did Maryland. we very, did very nice and awesome mr crable went to wild wonderful orlando that's right in yeah Florida. yeah and you're gonna ask if i went to disney no i did not no. i don't blame you with two kids under four i wouldn't go there either no absolutely not i mean yeah. they don't even know it exists so okay so what? <laughs> there. <That's> awesome <laughs> awful parenting <laughs> Gonna, that awful? So That's what? Great. So what did you do in in sunny Orlando? Just chilled. And how was no, the how, uh, how was the weather? It was good. We we drove over to the beach, a uh, little, little Ormond Beach, right north of Daytona Beach. Spent okay. the day there. Orlando Science Museum is actually pretty stellar. Nice. Yeah, and uh, kind of hung out where we were staying. The people we were staying with had a, a trampoline in the backyard, so the kids just went nuts and jumped themselves silly and very good nobody broke any necks or anything so very good. spring break is really one of the most underrated parts of of the, 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 the traditional Pretty education sweet. calendar yeah. i've always yeah. i've always liked spring yeah. break. Yeah. nice we need to have more of them and you drove down to florida too right i did not drive oh. To oh. you said you, were, you might just throw the kids I, in the car i and... you know i i made a midlife crisis purchase i bought myself a new fancy truck uh, and it was fun yeah my daughter and i made a made a road trip to charlotte north carolina and picked up a new truck so what'd you do with from it? my buddy chuck richmond chuck at, richmond in in north carolina yep yeah, so, so you drove down there in what vehicle i drove down there in the my rental? 2002 
forerunner that had 200,000 miles on it, and I left. You just left it on I, the side of the road. I left it on the side of the road and came back in a new <laughs> in, a, in a new truck. Perfect. Perfect. There it was you awesome. go. Fourteen hours of driving in one day, but it was worth it. You should have Nora drive. Yep. So anyway, Nora slept. So you wouldn't know this, but mm-hmm. I was sitting in my car when you pulled up. Mm-hmm. Your car is very intimidating in the rearview mirror. It, it looks is. very angry. It's got like big yellow lights on it. Yes, it's like so sleek and like I know, scowling at you. It waxes it probably too because you're very oh, yeah. particular. The oh, grill yeah. on it. Somebody actually told yeah. me that it looks like a car that will eat another yeah, car. Man. Yeah, it does, and it's got this kind of, it's kind of got this big open grill yeah. and uh and it's white and black which somebody said looks like stormtroopers should jump out of it yeah and it's yeah, got so a ladder it does have a ladder which which my daughter just likes. in case yep all right so uh yeah so we're back to reality episode 16 we are going to start fellas with education in the news we have some important happenings in education first we have a happening that is close to home you ready our dear friend and fan of the show. Betsy? Jim Patterson. Oh. <laughs> Not Secretary DeVos, but uh-huh. Jim Patterson, also known as? 1T. 1T has made it to the big time. He has an article in this past week's Washington Post, April 3rd, on parenting. It's a perspective article. Starbucks classrooms plus six other new approaches in education. One T in yeah. the Washington Post. He's made it. Yeah, and you tweeted about it this week, right? I did. Okay. I did. All right. So uh, he talks about how tough it is for parents to navigate the educational landscape, the ever-changing educational landscape. Um, to figure out what's going on in figure schools. Out, fi- it may be different from the last time you were there 30 a- years absolutely. ago. Which I would maybe argue is is overwrought a little bit because schools don't change all that much. Yeah, but um, there's a website that I use. It's called edglossary.org. Yeah. And they have... Acronyms change. Yeah. And they you just search up uh, some terminology and it gives you a really clear way to figure out what it is and... I think Jim did a really great job at framing it for parents as well in terms of the major things that are coming down the pike. And we did try to call him to get him on the show. Yeah, I'm convinced he doesn't listen. One, he doesn't listen to the show anymore. No, he doesn't. No. And two, he knows when we're going to call him because he screens your freaking calls every time. Yeah. Yes, he and, does. And, and when I texted him to wish him congratulations on his big Nothing. big all he said was that uh, he did say that he had tried to get something in there about Project Success. That's right, a program near and dear to our heart, but that it got cut. Yeah, those editors, because because Jim always operates from a place of a guilty conscience. <laughs> so that was his first thing that he offered to me. Like, sorry, I didn't have Project Success right. in my right. article in the Washington Post. I was like, oh, it's not a big deal. You should be very psyched. So, what do you guys think of the article? Yeah, anything, anything jump out at, at you? I skimmed the article and just went straight to the comment section. <laughs> okay. We'll get to those. We'll get to those. So you didn't talk. Uh, I, I like the disciplining differently. Uh, I will say that I have never had a, a, a counselor, a school counselor that I worked with, that when I walked by his or her office, there were more kids in there. Jim was a very kid-centric counselor. Yeah. And he was the counselor of the year in the Montgomery That's right. Public Schools at one time. Uh, he talks about... Not like non-punitive measures such as mediation, community service, or peer counseling. Yes. Um, and restorative justice practices. Which is definitely something coming up that should have been going on for a long time, but um, is going it's becoming more mainstream in a lot of schools, the, the restorative justice. Yep. I was particularly struck by the shifting the center portion, where I think a lot of parents – who, the way that they experience school is very, very different than how it's – 
how progressive education is happening today, where it's putting the, more of the onus on the kid rather than the, the, the sage on the stage and, and the teacher in the front and pontificating, um, the, the more putting students at the center of your instruction, which I think takes it, it moves away from the, the, the norm of read, answer questions, test. Yeah, the D word is in there. The D word. The D word. Differentiation? Yep. And just one more thing. And I've yet to really honestly go into school that does this full-time, but the flipped classroom. Oh, yeah. I mean, that. just thinking about, you know, what would be kind of so out there that parents would be like, wait, you're doing what? And so the idea that you're watching videos um, more at home and then the teachers are supporting in there. You know, I think that does change the paradigm of what uh, of how families or parents think about schools, and and probably requires them to kind of wrap their heads around something yeah. new that yeah. is totally outside. And I mean, it's, honestly, it's outside of most educators' wheelhouses. Yeah. So you know, he does mention in this Montgomery County Public Schools backed away from SBG standards based grading, which we've yes. talked about a lot this yep. this first season on Ed's Not Dead um, because of parental concerns because they don't understand it. Okay, well. You think that's what it is? I, th- I think it's poorly I don't, communicated. I don't, I don't th- Rick Wormley talked about it. It's communication. If okay. you can't communicate it clearly, then in, you're not doing it right. Okay. Um, I, I don't want to put the onus on the parents, but what I'm saying right. is that it was... At first, it sounded like you were doing that, but then you were putting it back on the on the, on the school systems to say they, yeah. have to be, they have to do a good job. It's, it's on us to make it right. clear and comprehensible for... for and it, but I mean, if teachers don't believe in it... Yeah. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of beliefs that have to be addressed yeah. and... Yeah. You know, it's not just changing the system and then everybody goes along. You know, right. it's, it's a process. Right. Yeah, he has a quote from my buddy Steve Lockard, deputy superintendent in the Fairfax County Public Schools, um, which has separated out work habits, allows retakes, and eliminated zeros. Nice. For no credit. That's what um, it should be. Yep. Uh, so what about comments on, <laughs> on Jim's article? Can we, can we have some good trolls. Okay, so you guys hold on. If we're not gonna, we're not gonna besmirch Jim's moment in the sun here. Are you going to, Mister? No, Grace? no. I, honestly, I, I really <laughs> okay. don't want to. My, the only reason I, but you got, you got a good one or two. What I really, what I really wanted to do. No, there's nothing that's even that terrible. Oh, but I just want to hear. No, I just I wanted to get Jim on and then like <laughs> not talk about the article and just read him comments. Make him really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Just be weird about it. You yeah. know. My then, my my favorite one is stop with the cheesy and poorly applicable stock <laughs> photos already. <laughs> But that's yeah, not even, that doesn't have anything to do with that. Yeah, she's sitting in a, on a couch in what is supposed to look like a living room. Send a photographer to a D.C. school for a real photo. But interestingly, uh, one of the comments is um, about, so you do know that all this is Montessori, right? So, <laughs> And we just talked about that. Is that the Hessian of Wire Avenue who wrote that? <laughs> Robin 20 Zitnik. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's just kind of interesting that, yeah. again, coming back to this idea of Montessori, or maybe we should learn more about it or yeah, I think we should yeah, yeah yeah that's one thing that I feel like when I read that kind of stuff as a as a dyed in the wool public school educator who has worked in a system <laughs> my whole career um, there are times when I read about things like Montessori that I feel woefully undereducated yeah for sure right yeah, yeah. Um, he did get his obligatory plug in for more counselors the counselor crunch yeah. the counselor crunch that sounds like that sounds like him do you think there are not enough counselors in schools from your experience? Yeah, you got when you I just I knew you were going to ask me something like that the way you were just staring at me. Um well, I mean, you you had experience running a school. I I think that uh there were not enough counselors at the elementary level. Was I one there was one. Yeah. Um I um you know, I 
my first year as an elementary principal, I didn't have an assistant principal. I was a single administrator. The counselor played a vital role and often probably was too involved in things like discipline. Right. Um, because there were times where I, I, as a single administrator, I was <laughs> could be overwhelmed yeah. by that. Um, so I would say at the elementary level, I felt like at the middle school level, um, we had a good complement of counselors. I think we had four. Um, is that right? Three and a half? Yeah. Um, four and a half? I, I can't even remember. Four and a half. Four and a half. Uh, and, you know, you'd like to have them be able to do more kid-focused work um, and less administrivia. They do do a lot of, of you know, scheduling and, and helping kids with um, switching classes and all that kind of stuff. We know that our friend 1T hated uh, schedule changes more than he anything. loves schedule changes, oh my God. especially hand. He one. would send me emails. He said, I, he, he would say, I'm going to do them, but <laughs> and he would give me like four reasons why it's not, it should have been done a different way, <laughs> anyway. And I, I also think, though, to your question, Casey, I mean, a lot of it depends on the district and the state. I mean, so I think that there's certainly some districts that prioritize it, but as we're about to talk about some other states in general that in you know don't fund education, right? I can't imagine that they're they have you know, plethoras of counselors in their schools. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would, I would guess that's what, what we would see. Yeah. Okay. So congratulations to one T and you're a chicken for not coming on the show. We'll get you next time. Oh, right? right. All right. Also in the news, did you hear fellas, Linda Brown Thompson, the, the girl that was at the center of Brown V board of education case died this past week. Uh, Linda Brown Thompson was 75. There was a very well-written obituary uh, about her um, in the Washington Post. Did you guys see that? Yes. Yes. Um, I think that we would all three agree that uh, Brown v. Board is is the most significant uh, educational event in yep. the 20th century, certainly, maybe yep. maybe in public education period over the course of, of the history of our, our nation. Uh, I'll just read you a quick excerpt. Yeah. Okay. All Linda Brown wanted was to go to the Sumner school, but she was black and the Topeka, Kansas elementary school four blocks from her home was segregated, open only to white students. Miss Brown, a third grader who simply wanted to avoid a long walk and bus ride and join her white friends in class went on to become the symbolic center of Brown v. Board of Education, the transformational 1954 Supreme Court decision that bore her father's name and helped dismantle racial segregation in the United States. It's quite the byline. Quite the byline. And I should I should uh, credit Harrison Smith and Ellie Silverman. They wrote the obituary in the Post. And I think it's it's important to remember that there are probably by all by all accounts. Uh, there, I mean, there are people that are still alive who experienced a vast degree of segregated segregation in schools. Um, there's, it's still, it's not sure. that long ago. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, when you see that, that Linda Brown Thompson was only 75 years old, Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, she was, she, that, that, that case happened when she was a kid and that was a completely segregated environment. Yeah. 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 Um, so the courage that it took, um, to do that was, uh, was amazing, and sometimes I I wonder in public ed whether um, whether that courage still exists. Do do 
why aren't those watershed moments happening where we have breakthroughs that really change the course of education anymore? Is it, is it because there's nothing left to break through? I, I would, I would think there, there are. I think it's just, it's not, it's there, there's so much nuance to some of the issues that go right, on. Right. Segregation is obviously it's complicated, right. but you know, you, you got to let everybody in the school. But it was an evil that need, an evil. That, that needed to be and it was a clear eradicated. Evil. I think it, it was clear, distinct racism. Right now, you have varying degrees of what is racism, but uh, uh, you know, on the surface, it's not racist, right. or or, no. or they or people convey it as right. as something that's not racist, institutionalized racism. Correct. Right. And, yeah. Okay. Well. Um, and then what else in the news, Mr. Krabs? We have, as you mentioned, a lot of these uh, teacher strikes happening. So most most recently and still going on, we'll see if when this episode airs, if it's still happening. So teachers in Oklahoma are currently striking. Um, they've been walked out all week, so for five days. Um, and really what they're protesting for is, yes, pay raises is part of it. Um, but part of it is also restoring... Um, Funding to their school systems, so they got and how in, many years? How many years has it been since a tax increase to do that? I think I, I could go. I think nineteen ninety two. So it's been twenty some odd years before they've had any kind of tax increase, right? So uh, there's an article that we'll put in the show notes where it talks about in nineteen ninety there was uh, they raised taxes and then two years later, um, basically Republicans and started getting super majorities in all of that uh, the houses in in a. Uh, in the state legislature, right. and then there's been nothing since then. So there's been very generous tax breaks to oil and gas companies, energy companies. Um, all the while, the level of funding has more or less remained the same. Right. When you account for, obviously, for time over the last 20 years, 25 years, um, that makes it dramatically less than it's been. And I and think... I, and there's some sto- there's even some stories of teachers, like, having to be on food stamps and, and having several yeah. jobs, and yeah. it's it's absurd. And, you know, so... Th- and the best part of it is the governor... Mary Fallon. So the quote that she said was... Oh, this she, is a dude. It's a good one. Uh, so yeah, she likened uh, striking teachers to a teenage kid that wants a better car. And I, a little bit here, you know, we, we've touched on this briefly, but somehow within certain segments of the population, teachers have become this entitled class <laughs> of whiny brats. Right. That when they ask for anything, it's no. Yep. Why would you, how dare you? Why do you need anything else? Yep. You should be lucky for what we give you. So we say that out of one side of our mouth, but then those same people say, oh, well, look what's happened to our school system and kids aren't learning anything yep. and all this stuff. Let's make you know, charters. And let, you know, look, you get what you pay for. Right. So in Oklahoma, you don't want to spend any money on education. Well, you're going to get crumbling buildings yep. and crumbling books and all sorts of stuff like that. Um you know, they there was I think I don't remember the hashtag, but there's something uh, on Twitter about Oklahoma, the Oklahoma protests. And there was a girl who's since graduated. She said, "I never had uh, a book that had the current president in it." Which I understand that books are expensive and you buy sure. them, but you know what I mean. At some it's, point, it's indicative of of the issue. Sure, right? Sure, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, EJ Dion in the in the post had an interesting editorial where he took this this recent movement that we see with teachers across the country all the way back to um to proposition 13 in california in 1978 the beginning of the reagan revolution right um which really was uh you know a uh 
a tidal wave of kind of disassembling social programming that had been put in place and taxes that had, had, that had gotten to, that had increased over the sixties and seventies. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's part of their playbook. They, oh, it, let's it's, cut it's, funding. It's, it's a huge part of their playbook. And then look how it's not working. Right. So, so, I mean, I think what we've seen is that education and teachers specifically have borne the brunt of this, to your point, Peter, this just taking apart of public education and, and this kind of attack on the institution. And the, and the thing that really irks me about it, too, is you, part of the argument is, oh, well, you shouldn't pay them more because you don't get more results, test results, whatever results, if you pay them more. And to me, that just totally misses the point. Like, I understand that for every dollar spent, it's not an easy metric. I spend $1 on a teacher, I get three test points on a test. But it it is indicative of the public's... That's the Coleman report right there, the inputs and outputs. Right. But But, the public's value, there's there's something about when you put money into a system, um, and yes, you you have oversight and everything, but it it demonstrates that it's something that is high on your importance list. And when you don't fund it, yeah. it's not. Uh, someone tweeted out, um, I can't remember who it was, but he, he's, a, he's a thought leader on Twitter. He tweeted, if, 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 the peop- if people started uh, paying teachers $100,000 a year, um, it was basically like parents wouldn't have concerns over, over teachers' schools anymore. And the, the, the comments that flowed, the trolls that, that flowed, that were, it was so sad. I understand it was a, you know, a hyperbolic tweet, but it was just it was sad that the the things that people were saying about the value of education and teachers. I also wanted to. Um, do you know the percentage of teachers who are women in the in America? No, eighty. Uh, I'd say about the same. It's, it's between seventy six and eighty percent. Yeah. So I I I hate you know I don't want to go to identity identity politics quickly, but. I'm going to go there because I don't think it's a coincidence that the teaching profession in general has been browbeaten for so long, being that it is 75 to 80% women. Yeah, I, I agree. Taken advantage of for so long. And yeah. I'm, just, I'm just happy, though, that teachers are honestly not just sitting back and taking it anymore. And specifically, yes. that it's not bellwether blue states. Yes. Yeah. This is Oklahoma. Yeah. And this they're is not Kentucky. And, right. And, you know it's what not, I mean? and they're not striking over like little things. It's not like they're worried about not paying anything in health insurance or something like that. Where I've seen teachers in Pennsylvania where they their health insurance premiums go up, you know, twenty five dollars. Right. It's sort of like a niche like yeah. protest. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. I, now, I, this is big deal. I yeah. think I think to your point though, I think one thing that the mistake that we as educators made is that and you guys can help me out here because I'm not totally clear on this, but this idea of um Improving outcomes, uh, I think. I think because outcomes have become the way to impugn teachers, yes, and to scapegoat them because outcomes have not improved the way that they should. Um, we as educators have been afraid to say, "Give us more funding, resource our sco- resource our schools better," right. um, because we can get hit with that. But you don't produce the results. Right. You but, want it more? And, pay and, for it. Not yeah, pay me more. Exactly. Right. Pay for and, it. And we and and I think EJ Dion makes that argument that that now we that we have to change that that the the kind of rules of engagement on that fight. I I agree, but but I mean, uh, teachers do not go into it for the money. 
but you don't. I didn't go to school to become a but teacher. No, but this isn't just about pay. Well, this, I know. This but, is but that's about, what that's what they're trying. Capital improvements. I understand. About public. That's what they're swinging it as, right. though. That's what the the right was. Right. will try to swing it as is right. that we're greedy and we're trying to get it for pay. But teachers don't go in for the money. That's what's, not what we're going with. Why whether you go into it for money or not is a little bit irrelevant. But they don't. They don't just go into it for the. It's not. They just don't do that. It's also the waste. The waste, yeah. the wasteful spending. Right. It's that. It's that whole, you know, kind of mantra of bureaucracies don't know how to use taxpayers' money. Teachers' salaries are a part of that. Yeah. yeah. And just because you didn't go into it for the money doesn't mean you shouldn't be paid. Absolutely. No. no absolutely. Do. I agree. You know? I agree. I'm just saying. I was saying that that's that's the what what the other side will try to swing it as is that we're just trying to grime every penny out of taxpayers. Yeah. All right. So fight the good fight, educators across the nation. Right. Yeah. Okay. Folks, don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. Thanks for not going away. Episode 16 of Ed's Not Dead. It is time at the end of the show where Mr. Siddons hits us with something creative, whether it's a really... Because <laughs> 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 Hawaii Five-0. That's Hawaii Five-0. With no. the, that's Hawaii... <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he just changed it. Yeah, that, was, that was a mid-song mid, mid song change. The first thing you did was Hawaii Five-0. I've never seen an episode of Hawaii Five-0. Steve, Steve McGarrett and Dano. Steve McGarrett! Oh, that's different. That's what you were doing. Okay. Anyway, all right. You got a quiz show for us. I do. All right. Shoot. Okay. It's about teacher strikes. You ready? Yeah. What? It's a quiz. Would you rather it to be about the popes? The list of the popes? No. El Papa. Okay. Uh, give me the states. With give me one. Uh, there's three of them. Which states have the most teacher strikes? Three states. There's three of them. California. Uh, New York and mm, Michigan. Minnesota. What do you think? Um, I like that Michigan one. Uh, I will say, and this is just over history. Yes, ever, ever. Oh, this is lame, dude. Pick three uh, states. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. God. Okay, California, <laughs> uh, Florida. And Maryland. Ooh, you got California right. Pennsylvania, Illinois, and California. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. uh, Illinois, yeah, yeah, that's right. Illinois. Make some Illinois. Um, what year and state did the first statewide teacher strike occur? That would be uh, Maryland, nineteen sixty nine. Okay. Illinois, nineteen twenty four. Ooh, actually, nineteen sixty eight. In Florida. Oh, darn. Yep. You said Florida said before. Florida. Yeah. More than 40% of teachers did not come to school. Yep. The teachers actually resigned because the state did not allow them to strike. At the end of the strike, which lasted for weeks, some teachers were not actually reinstated into their jobs. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? I love the the moral quandary that teacher strikes present. It's a tough one. It's a, it is the toughest Art. one going. I mean, mm-hmm. because, you know, kids are impacted. Yeah. But it it needs to happen, too. Yeah. So, anyway, okay, go ahead. Uh, in what years did the last two major statewide strikes in West Virginia take place? I'll give you a hint. One was in the 90s, and the other was in the aughts, not including the one that just happened. 1993. Okay. And 2004. Okay. 
Uh, I'll just go with what Crable says. <laughs> You're such a baby. Well, I, I don't You're like, such a baby. That's a terrible question. It, how is it a terrible question? It is really dumb. No, because you're not paying attention. You're on your stupid computer. I, I was a little distracted. Yeah, you are. Okay, I'll just pick your 1990 and 2005. Well, I'm glad you did that because you were closer than he, this knucklehead was. <laughs> okay, good. 1990, they, oh, went, yes! they went on strike for 12 days. And 2007, nearly 5,000 teachers I, in West Virginia went on strike. I've always been a good guesser. I'm yeah, yeah you're also a good whiner. Uh, right, in 2001, last question, 16,000 teachers chose to strike, closing nearly all 256 public schools and, and 10 college campuses in this state Ohio. for several weeks. Uh, either Alaska or Hawaii or Wyoming. <laughs> Why okay. would you ever guess okay, that? So you need to yell at him. <laughs> no, he just chose three states. Well, I'll give you a hint. It's an island. <laughs> Hawaii. Hawaii. It's Hawaii because there were so few schools. So funny. Yeah. That's good. If I th- I thought you'd you right. deduce that. Yeah. Okay. Do you, have a, do you have a bonus question? I have no bonus question. States you know? with not a lot of people. That's so, right. Good job. Go. Very good. Thank you. All right, uh, folks. Thank you for joining us for episode sixteen. Correct me if I'm wrong, boys, but we have three more episodes left in our inaugural. <laughs> Why can't we just go to episode 20? It's not dead season because people are so tired of hearing us. <laughs> I don't know about that. You don't think? No. Our numbers are good. Mr. Crable's been been. We totally had, I think, 1,000 listeners last upset. episode, right? Yeah. It was, no, I thought it was 1,500. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was. It was. That's a lot. But we have a big guest coming up next show. We do. Come Casey, on, come on. Carol and Tomlinson. Differentiation <laughs> queen. <laughs> this is a big get. It's a very big get. Consider- I've, been, I've been emailing her for months. Yeah, and as a principal, I pretty much hitched my whole career to her, to, to her books. <laughs> you did do that. <laughs> I did do that, yes, and it was good. It, it Her her stuff is tried and true she, she, and is good for kids and teachers. Yeah. We, we got to ask her about her spicy back and forth with uh, some anti-differentiation folks. Yeah, she and, she and Rick Wormley, they're a mean team Ooh. against the, 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 the anti-SBG, yeah. right? And, and differentiation people. Yeah, there was some back and forth. Yeah. Nice. Some hot language. Mr. Mr. Schmoker. Yes, Schmoker. I couldn't he, think of the name. Yeah, he is not a big differentiation fan. Okay, so that's exciting. We're going to have Carol Ann Tomlinson on. Oh, you uh, know who we also have? Okay. What's uh, a guy, uh, uh, the author of Democracy's Schools. Oh, that's right. He's supposed to be coming on here. Uh, so He's, we're very excited to have him. Mr. Sidness has done some outstanding show <laughs> bookings. Hey, uh, Robbie, what are you doing for the show? I really don't do much. <laughs> I don't do anything. Um, oh, what about um, what about our intrepid student reporter oh. in our Ed's Not Dead short, uh, Student Voices? That was a big hit out yes. there in That's the right. – in in internet world, right? She got some great interviews yeah. on the student walkout day on March fourteenth. And now, is there is something happened on April twentieth as well? Yeah, it's the anniversary of Columbine. Of Columbine, is there a walkout? Okay. Shouldn't say anniversary. Yeah. commemoration. Of, so yeah, but I mean, yeah. maybe if there's something happening, we could get some more student yep. voices that way. That would be very cool. Yeah. I thought I thought the kids that she interviewed down on the mall that day they had some very compelling and persuasive things to say about their own safety and the future of the country. And and a, and a little props to us. We interviewed them on the first strike. Pods of America went to the second one. Oh, we beat Oh, them. look at us. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, look at that. We were, we're, ahead, of the, we're ahead of the game. That. And did they actually have a 17-year-old doing no, they the didn't. interviewing? They oh, did the interviewing. So oh, like, yeah. Of course they did. Oh, yeah. I can do Papas. interviews. Yeah. 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 We, we're adults. <laughs> we had a great kid who went down to the mall and was also 
um, expressing her her feelings about school safety. So um, and I, was, I, I just want to add, it was pretty funny because they were all really good, and then there was uh, one that I didn't put on there. Where the girl, <laughs> there was some bad. I listened to that one. She, she cursed repeatedly. And yes, I, there it was, was very tasteful cursing. It wasn't. Oh, it was great cursing. Yeah, it was. but uh, it was know, well placed. Yeah, couldn't couldn't yeah. include it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I wish I wish we could have had it because yeah. it was. It'll be. There was the, also some chanting of of. Yeah, the there were some. There were some, there were some bad words. <laughs> there was some of that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't include. That. That'll be the double bonus. That's the double bonus. Email us for a code. That's right. Um, all right. So it's been a great show, fellas. Uh, you can reach Mr. Siddons at CH Siddons, Mr. Crabes at Peter Crable, me at RW Dot, and of course the show at Ed's Not Dead PC. All right, boys, get out. Any last parting thoughts? Nope. None. None. All right. Come back. Don't go away from Ed's Not Dead. Make sure. <laughs> Please stay. What was so funny about this? Don't go away. It's the end of the show. All right. All right. It's the end of the show. We'll see you in episode 17. Thanks.